Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, technology strategist and futurist, Crystal Washington. Today, we're going to focus on leveraging your reputation to grow your business, but in two very different ways. First, we'll have Kim Davis on to share how to make the media work for you. Next, we'll have the illustrious Lenore Billings-Harris on to share what might be one of the most brilliant things I've heard in a long time, how to leverage academic research to add an additional six figures to your business. How does that sound? Let's get started. So for this episode of Voices of Experience, we have Kim Davis, who is an on-air personality for major news stations for more than 25 years and a news manager for TV and in print for more than 10 years. Welcome, welcome, Kim Davis. Thank you. It's good to be here. And just for the record, I started when I was seven. Oh, Okay, wow. You, you started really, really now, early. Now, that's just for me to do the math. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I, I totally get it. We have some people who started speaking um, when they were in the womb, so I totally okay. understand your okay. math. Um, but... You know, we have a really great topic because we're talking about PR pitches for television and print in this segment, which is something that so many speakers are interested in, but only a small amount of us actually leverage. So do speakers who want to pitch themselves need a media kit is my first question. Because a lot of people have that. Do they, do they need some type of kit to send out? I don't know if you need a whole kit, but you do need something that quickly and succinctly says who you are, what you do, and why somebody should listen to you. So okay. it doesn't have to be a kit, but it needs to be something that whoever you're pitching to can then go look at or read, mm -hmm. but it needs to be short. Like in speaking, there should be some brevity with whatever you're sending people. Okay, is it, does a one sheet do, like the speaker one sheet, or is it a little bit different? So I think the speaker one sheet, and it depends on kind of what you're pitching, right? So mm -hmm. if you're pitching a news segment because they have a three or four or five minute segment and you wanna fill that niche, that void, Maybe the one sheet helps, but really you need to think about it in terms of how you watch a newscast. Mm -hmm. So if you're watching a newscast and right before they go to the break, they say, coming up next, we have, you know, technology guru, Crystal Washington. That's the tease. Mm -hmm. So your pitch needs to have a tease. Oh. Right. And then after that, maybe something short that makes them say, OK, she's a guru because boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And somewhere they can see you. Okay. 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 That's really it's not such it's not so much the traditional press release anymore because okay. people really aren't reading those. So you mean those press releases we're doing every time we update our websites or or do a new one sheet we we should stop sending those out cuz no one cares? I think you should you should redo them. It's okay. not the way they used to look, right? Okay. It's kind of like in, when you're watching TV, if in the first 10 seconds someone doesn't grab you, now you're moving around, you're not paying attention. It's the same thing in what you send as a pitch. Oh, wow. The whole dynamic of how they decide what gets to be on TV and who gets to decide that, you need to understand the editorial process. That's changed. So it sounds like when we're pitching, it's different than when we're pitching for a speaking engagement. So we have not necessarily a media kit, although we can have one, but mm -hmm. the, the basic information about us. But since we're gearing towards a different audience, we need to make sure that we're writing this in the way that the news would present it. Is that what you're saying? Versus, you know, when you're trying to get a piece of business and you're trying to sell a client on you. Absolutely. And if it's for television, tell them what is the video element, because mm. without video, it's radio. Right. Oh. So if you say I want to come on because this big story was in the news about pick a topic, I don't know, potatoes have gone up or they're they're not making them anymore, there's E. coli, whatever your topic is. <laughs> they're not making is. potatoes, oh I no. don't know, right? They're not growing them, there was some outbreak. <laughs> Shows, but, and I have some video of 
you know, the video will be boom, 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 because they that saves them a step. And unfortunately, back from when I started, like a long time ago, that's what reporters and producers did. We found that we enterprised that. That's not so much the model anymore. So make it easy for them to invite you on. What's the video? Mm-hmm. What are you going to talk about? And Answer the why should I care, and mm-hmm. the I is their audience. Okay, so okay. tell them that. So it sounds like you're almost writing this the section it, right. section itself mm-hmm. in a way, and they can edit it, but you're pretty much giving yeah. them an outline of you're how you're giving see them this the going. outline of what it is you're going to do, and and how they can insert it into their show, mm-hmm. and then understand the different kinds of shows. Whether it's a regular half hour newscast, mm-hmm. that content's got to be a lot tighter, a lot quicker, and, and you know you maybe have forty five seconds minute. Right. But if you're a part of a morning segment mm-hmm. or a special show, you may be on for four to five minutes, an entirely different kind of interview segment. Okay. So know what it is you're pitching for. Okay. Right? So you don't send the same pitch out to radio, television, print either. It's, I mean, you're really adapting this. Or, you're adapting or it. Um, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't change that much because mm-hmm. the concept is still the same. Mm-hmm. Just know that each needs something different. The okay. TV piece needs a video. You know, with print, it's not as hard because they can pull a photo. Or you can include a photo mm-hmm. and, and send something in. Mm-hmm. But the video piece is really important for television. The audio piece, because they're going to talk to you for radio or podcast, is not as is not as that is necessary. Okay. Okay. Now you said something a few minutes ago that I latched onto that I think might be gold. You said that there's a current event like potatoes stopped right. being produced, which which made me sad because I, I know. potatoes. <laughs> but getting off the potato piece, you mentioned basically seeing something that's mm-hmm. happening current events, and if it's if you can relate your topic to it, this is a great time to start pitching based Absolutely. on that. Right. So. I'll give you an example that in the news, it, it could be anything, so it, it doesn't matter what, but there's a big story that led the news about um, either an international, I think you did something years ago with me, there was an international thing in Egypt and it was led by social media. Right, right. right. And so if that's your space and that's your world, mm-hmm. then you either want to reach out to someone that you know in the media. So. Mm. so we're going to back up to you need to have some relationships, right? right? Or just some people that I can send this to. Right. Maybe you blog about that, mm-hmm. about how the social media aspect ties into this big news story. It's about mm-hmm. being relevant with what's happening currently. That's another way to be able to become, be, oh, this is my expert, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you've established yourself as an expert in this area and you've built these relationships, people are going to call you. Okay. You know, or when you call and say, hey, you know, I, I have this blog up or send it out about XYZ that just happened. It was all over the news. You know, I wrote a blog, you know, send it to you. It may be helpful for you. Right, right. Now, as you talked about building relationships, I guarantee you that most of the people listening to us right now are thinking, well, where do you get these magical relationships? Do I just go to news stations or to print publication offices and stalk people? Right. A lot of people now work remotely. So how does that mean? Do I just mush my face against their window? Right. No, I wouldn't do that. But here's what I would do. You know, some people will say, well, Kim, do I have to have a publicist? And my answer is, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an expensive and it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. But how do I get relationships? Well, look online. You know, look at Twitter. Most people in television or in media have a Twitter page, a Twitter okay. handle. Follow people. See what they talk about. What are they writing about? What are their stories? Because all of the news outlets want them to post their stories. Mm. Find people that way and say, okay, well, these four people talk about what I do. Mm-hmm. And start 
not stalking them, but start sending them helpful information. Okay. And so you start to build a relationship with them. So now, okay, well, I, you know, I know Crystal. Mm -hmm. And so if I have something to come up in this space, I'm going to call her. Mm -hmm. I know her. She doesn't seem crazy. Right. Right, Because you can be a stalker and... You know. Well, no, I'm crazy, but people don't know it. So and I that's get the key. You. Okay. That's the key. They don't it. know it. So <laughs> it is different places that reporters are find mm-hmm. them. Okay. You know. Okay. Now, are there any particular job titles when we think about different, um, whether we're talking about print or they're talking about television? Are there certain job titles we should be keying in on because these are likely the decision makers? Because yes. sometimes the honor personalities really don't have the ability to bring you in. Sometimes right. the writers even have limited. So, so what kind of job titles should we be looking for? So producers are the managers of the show. Okay. Okay. They are the general manager of the show. Mm-hmm. They decide what's going to go on the show, who's going to be in it, where it goes. They manage the show. So mm-hmm. producers are very important. Mm-hmm. Assignment editors are okay. important because the process in a newsroom is there's an assignment desk okay. and they are filtering all this information. And so if you go to the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, when we have these editorial meetings, mm-hmm. this is where the stories and newscasts are really decided. Mm-hmm. So reporters are supposed to bring in an idea. Mm-hmm. The assignment editors really have most of the information. Mm-hmm. And producers decide, yeah, I want I want Rocky for the five. I want Crystal for the six. So producers are important. Mm-hmm. Understand what they're having to do. They're managing content, um, reporters, anchors. Mm-hmm. So if you can make their jobs or lives easier, those are also good relationships to have. Assignment editors are important. And reporters... If they have, I mean, when you see a reporter that has a, a certain profile in terms of the stories they do, that okay. may be someone that you want to connect with. Okay. Anchors, not so much. Okay. Because they're not out really creating stories as much. They have influence because of mm-hmm. their position on the desk, mm-hmm. but in terms of who decides what goes in the newscast, you want producers and then reporters. So what about newspapers and magazines? What kind of title should we be looking for there? Look for editors. Editors. You look for editors. So there's editors of each section, mm-hmm. and you know they don't have to be a managing editor, just the editor, You know whether it's the society editor, it's the technology editor. Mm-hmm. And if you have a topic that's not, there's not a specific space for it, like mm-hmm. you don't do sports, but maybe you do you know lifestyle they may not have a lifestyle editor okay but they will have you know you can go under entertainment mm-hmm. or you know looking at look in the papers or the places that you want to be you think you might want to see yourself quoted or written about and see who's writing about it and those are the sections mm-hmm. and it will always tell you in the paper who the editors are you can okay. go to the websites but you can also see at the end who contributed, who's, who's, who are the editors. So look for the editors when you look at print. Okay, and then radio, are we still looking for producers You're still looking primarily? for producers. Okay. Now, another thing that you said earlier, because you've given us so many gems, so many gems on this one, is you talked about sending helpful info. So you're seeing that people are writing about certain things. So what I gleaned from that, and tell me if I'm on the right track here, okay. is that before you start pitching yourself, mm-hmm. you're sharing your expertise. So you see that they write about a certain thing, you might send in something, say, you know, this might be a great story, and if you look at this, this, and this, this, this might work work out for you. So you're not pitching yourself initially. You're just being helpful. Is that what you're saying? You're being helpful. And uh, one of the examples is I used to do a show uh, on an NBC station in Houston, and I would periodically get stuff from people that would say, hey, you know, this week the financial crisis happened. Mm -hmm. And we have you know, I have this person, this person, that person who can talk about it. Or this person was one of the architects of the health care reform. And they're in Houston. If you'd like to have them on your show, let me know. They could probably answer some questions for you. Wow. So I did two things. 
I definitely use them for my show, mm -hmm. but now I'm going to come back to you and say, hey, I'm in a crunch. What do you have? Right. Right. But so because they were sending me, they didn't just say put my people on, mm -hmm. but they gave me some real tangible info that I could either use then mm -hmm. or also use their people. Wow. And, and in the age of the 24-hour news cycle and how fast things are moving and how we're constantly looking for something new, I could see how mm -hmm. someone giving you the outline of a story, right. even if they're not a part of it, that's a huge gift. That's a huge gift. And you're making it easier, you mm -hmm. know. And then understand the different platforms mm -hmm. and what they require. That's okay. one of the things. They're not all the same. Mm -hmm. And think about everyone wants to be on television, but mm -hmm. ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. What do I want to be? But why do I want to be there? Is it because I wanted to help my business? Mm -hmm. it, you know, what is the reason? And then that may not be the best platform for you. Right. One of the biggest and, you know, um, becoming one of the most influential, influential platforms is podcasting. Oh. There are podcasters who are, you see them on network news shows because it's, you know, Kim Davis Chalk Talker, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. National news shows. Mm -hmm. They've built an audience and so podcasting may be another place where you can have exposure to reach people that you want to reach so think about okay. who you want to reach and why okay so let's not leave podcasting out right. obviously right or bloggers experience or bloggers okay right. right okay so these are all great sources it sounds like for really PR in general so one of the other things that I see that a lot of us as speakers don't take advantage of you know there's many different types of speakers some are trainers some are keynotes workshops some travel some don't but it's amazing to me how many of us don't take the opportunity to appear on news stations or different shows as we're traveling. Right. Um, and when we both have a friend in common who who did my PR for years, and she was great at that. Like every city I went into, she mm -hmm. had me on a morning segment, and the organizations themselves loved the mention. So. Out of curiosity, do you have any tips for speakers that maybe they have busy schedules where they're traveling around? How can they pitch themselves to all these different markets? So there's two things. You know, there is a time where you might need to hire somebody to help you. Okay. Right. So if you have your schedule in advance, you can do some of it. But now it's getting to be a little cumbersome, mm -hmm. right? Because you're speaking. Mm -hmm. I've got to manage that. I've got to get these gigs. Mm -hmm. So you might need to now bring in somebody to help. Say, okay, this is what I want you to do. Here's my schedule for the next three months. I'm going to be in these places. I'd like to appear. Here's my availability. Mm -hmm. See what you can find for me. Okay. That may be a good time to bring someone in. Or if it's not, um, if your schedule is not so demanding, you mm -hmm. may just look at your schedule in advance and say, I'm going to be in these four places. Mm -hmm. Who can I reach out to? Okay. It takes a little more work, but it can be done. Right. And then you're just researching who those producers are. The same are, things you would do in your own market. Okay. Do it in those markets because okay. that same information is there locally, nationally, and, and, and even internationally. Okay. And, and I would imagine in this case, you can easily Google the different stations that are right. local. You can go on LinkedIn and see who has what job titles if it doesn't mention them by name. And, every, and, and the stations will have now on their website, they're going to have um, where you pitch to. Mm -hmm. And they may just list producers. That's who you look for if you go to the website. Okay. But you know, and then and then go to their Twitter page and see what they're talking about. And then you can see, okay, this is somebody that I can probably connect with, might be open and interested in what I do. And I want to say something about bloggers. A real quick story I'd like to share with people is Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when she started, she couldn't get radio stations to play her music. Okay. So she developed relationships with bloggers who started to, to write about her. Mm. And then radio stations came to her to play her music. Wow. So she, before we, it became so revolutionary to use blogs and podcasts, mm -hmm. that's really how she got started getting her music played. Okay. So leverage, that goes back to leveraging these different platforms and see what makes the most sense for you. 
I love it. You have given us so much information. Awesome. And and truly, truly appreciate you, Kim. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's time to change gears from leveraging one's reputation in the media to higher education. On this episode of Voices of Experience, we have Lenora Billings-Harris. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Lenora, and I don't know how that's possible, but if you are, she is the past NSA president, past Global Speakers Federation president. She is a CSP, a CAVIT Award recipient, and is an inductee into the CPAE Hall of Fame. Welcome to VOE, Lenora. (laughs) Thank you so much. You make me feel so special. I feel special sitting here with you, so thank you so much. Now, as someone who has had a career that spanned, I think you said over 30 years? Correct. Mm -hmm. So, again, you started when you're in Pampers. (laughs) You know a thing or two about six-figure ideas, and today you're going to share with us how to build six-figure credibility. One of the things that I realized many years ago in my area of focus, which is diversity, inclusion, bias and now belonging Mm -hmm. is that there are an awful lot of people that are speaking on the same topic, writing on the same topic, etc. And so my six-figure idea was to partner with business school professors, university business school professors, Mm. who were interested in the topic of diversity and they have to publish or perish. So there were three of us that Um, conducted a research project, Mm -hmm. and every time we write about our results, all three of our names appear. Okay. So I got the research. I then could repurpose it into business language, like corporate language. Instead of academia, how how they write, and it's on a certain level using certain jargon, you've basically turned it into business jargon so that your clients can understand. Exactly. And then repurposed it in many different ways. Mm -hmm. So we've written many different articles, taking different angles. Mm -hmm. Now, just doing that is not going to make six figures for you. What you then need to pay attention to is I get a notification every time our research is cited. by other academics. And so I know where it is in the world. Mm -hmm. We've won an international award from our research. Wait, there's there's more awards that I haven't mentioned? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Forgot about that one. (laughs) And then it's a matter of really taking advantage Mm -hmm. of where my work is being cited, where it's showing up, in what countries, and Mm. then I follow up in lots of different ways. So I may follow up with the person who cited my work and thank them for it. Mm -hmm. That leads to a conversation, which may lead to a booking, et cetera, et cetera. And in the U.S., when people are just Googling my area of focus in general, Mm -hmm. those sightings often come up in the Google search. It just depends on how other people have put it in there. But I can track much of my work because of having done that. Mm -hmm. And when I ask my clients why they selected me versus Mm -hmm. someone else, Mm -hmm. it always comes back. In addition to the fact that I I'm non-judgmental in the work that I do because right. people are kind of scared of my topic. Okay. The other thing that they, they frequently say is 
the research that you did in the topic, you really know what you're talking about. You didn't read somebody else's book. Right. And then give us a book report. So this is brilliant. So is it through the avenue that you publish? Is it a system that's notifying you when you're cited? Or how do you get yes. this, these notations? Yes. These in notifications? The, and at the moment, I can't recall exactly what it's called. It's like academic gate or something like that. Okay. But I didn't have to do anything to make that happen. It's mm-hmm. the professors, you know, the folks in the academic world know that. Okay. And so when when the paper is put up digitally mm-hmm. in and when it's in many different journals at this point, academic journals, then it automatically goes into this database mm-hmm. because whoever originated the research needs to be notified. Okay. And so my name keeps coming up, and I and I might not have necessarily done anything. Mm-hmm. It could be one of my other partners that reframed a, a, a point of view in our work. Right. But because all three of us did the original research together, all of our names are on it. You're all tied together, and that sounds like an amazing win-win because they're winning when you're getting business engagements because that's bringing their name with you. Exactly. And vice versa. So I want to make sure I'm understanding. If you see that this work is cited somewhere in Bangkok, okay, Bangkok University, you're going to follow up with them, and if they have an event where they bring in speakers, you're, you're already credible in their minds. They've exactly. already... Oh, This is brilliant. Exactly. This is brilliant. Well, Lenora, thank you for visiting with Voices of Experience and for sharing your six-figure idea. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for tuning in to Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. Catch us on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, and NSA's social media profiles. Idea Alert. Create a VOE study group with a few of your speaker buddies. Every week, VOE provides you with actionable tactics. Hold a weekly call to encourage each other to implement all of this great content. Now, tune in next week for our episode called Your Techie Competitive Edge, Zoom and Alexa. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.